Hi, and welcome to Skating Success, the podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Jadine Ferreira. And I'm Ben Ferreira. And we are here to provide you with insights on tips and thoughts, everything about skating. Yes, I'm the technician and Dartfish certified technologist, pole harness guy, and you are the... I'm the choreographer. I'm the artist. I don't know. We work together really well. We love each other, but we also love skating and we love providing value to you. We thought this would be a really fun way to do so. Right, Ben? Absolutely. Okay, but who's going to be better at the podcast? You or me? You, baby. Oh, no. I definitely think you are. Uh, I don't think so. That's all right. All Tune in to see exactly what we mean about skating success and how any of these tips can benefit you and your quest in being your best. To your skating success, everybody. Axel, Ben. Axel. Welcome to the Skating Success Podcast. If you are listening for the first time, this is our first time doing a figure skating focused jump on the podcast. Yeah, I guess so far what we've done is we've done is kind of dove into more general, I guess you could say philosophy or um, discussion or things like that too. So this is, yeah, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, I look forward to this uh, conversation. Well, if you're listening in real time, it is September 2020 and we took the liberty of designating it as Axel Month for our company at Skating Success, which means we're talking about the Axel all month long on social media, etc. And so we were thinking today, what should we do our podcast on? And it was just obvious. So if you're listening to this at a different time of year, don't worry. We still love axles all year round. It's just really the focus right now. And if you're not a figure skater, it's not the axle on your vehicle. Okay, <laughs> so I just want to make sure that that's um, an, an axle on the vehicle is spelled differently, right? Ax, it's A-X-L-E. This is after Axel Paulson, the figure skater. Okay, so Axel Paulson invented this jump. It's the most unique jump in our sport. Uh, takes off forward. It's the only one that does that. But just to just to make that really clear, if you're not a figure skating person listening to this, I'm not talking about the four axles on your vehicle or your wagon or whatever. So <laughs> I'm glad you made that distinction. And actually, the spelling is a little bit tricky for people because sometimes when people first hear about an axle in figure skating, they don't know that it was named after Axel Paulson. Do you want to give us a little more on that history? Well, yeah, I mean, I had, um, it's really interesting, and anybody can just Wikipedia it, too. Like, I didn't have it really in front of me for this, too. But Axel Paulson, yes, is, he's the inventor. Um, it's, it, it started off I, when most of the skaters were doing the compulsory figures, right? And they do kind of these patterns on the ice, and then we'd have some jumps. And this one was the first one that really took off forward and would rotate, you know, we call it the waltz jump, or it's just that half turn forward to backward, right? Or the... the um, I believe it's the three jumper, you know, whatever that's called, um, where you do take off forward, you land back the landing position. You know, all of our six different jump types land with the landing position backwards, mm-hmm. as anybody that's watched figure skating knows or any, any coaches or skaters that are listening on. But the fact of the matter is it's really interesting. You know, it was a kind of, I don't know if we, we call it completely clean back then. I don't think we had any footage because it was the late 1800s. Yeah. But, but the reality is that, yeah, it's become the most unique uh, jump in the sport with singles, doubles, and triples. Now quadruples getting closer. It's really interesting. There's been some done in the harnesses, some okay. done like I've seen zero hand. You kind of do what's called the new Q code, like a, a land at the quarter mark um, and fall quite hard actually, unfortunately. But but actually, I've seen them being attempted, and it's it's interesting how far that's going. So um, yeah, it's it's a very unique jump. It's probably, in my opinion, we we when we started skating success. We started with the Axel Master Class because what we felt was very important for the skaters and the coaches who attend um, our Master Classes and to learn 
is that this jump really, in the beginning, I, I believe you have to have a long-term vision of it. It's not just kind of get it out the door so they can do things. You really have to go, okay, you know, yeah, we want to get it now, but maybe in two, three, four, five years, what is that going to look like when a skater develops more strength and is going to be able to do double axle, possibly triple axle, right? So it's a very important discussion to have at the developmental stages. And um, yeah, I look forward to uh, going into it in further detail in this convo. So it'll be fun. I love it. I mean, the axle has consistently over the years been called the king of jumps. And my personal like thinking or theory about that is that moment when you take off forward, it almost feels like taking a dive or a plunge, you know, out into space. Um, if you've ever done a, like a cliff jump, right? Or jump off the high diving board, something like that. It does make your heart flutter, right? And you have to find a little inner courage and find your ability to trust yourself on that edge and lead yourself forward into that jump. So you have had a long, long, I would say romance with the axle. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your journey from single to double to triple? Okay, hopefully this isn't too long. All right? no, but, but, but again, um, like you say, it's the king of all jumps. It's the one that when I first started paying attention, like when I first started getting into skating and I went into it with like razor sharp focus, it's the one that I used to pay attention to most because it's the one that looks just the most spectacular, mm. right? Like. I don't mean to say this, but sometimes, you know, I watch a quadruple jump and it was that quad Like it looks spectacular, but it's kind of, it's just so fast. You can't, the axle has that moment of huge jump rotation. Like, like it's just the most spectacular thing, especially, you know, even a delayed big axle has that, 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 that just that moment of that's real jumping, you know, mm -hmm. that's real climbing. That's really what the freedom of what, um, we want to feel when we're on the ice jumping. So for me personally, I remember back in 91, 1991, when I started skating, you know, it was Kurt Brownie I used to watch do the triple axel. And just the climb he used to get on that. Victor Petrenko, skaters like that at that time that were doing this jump, I go, now that looks incredible. That's something I really like to experience and feel. So, you know, for me starting out, I started late in the sport, but I used to set up a bounder trampoline in my backyard. And I used <laughs> to run at the bounder trampoline in my backyard and start to kind of just simulate what the, the feeling of jumping like that, rotating is. Don't know what the heck it looked like. I mean, I didn't have any dart bit. I mean, and this would be another discussion, like as I move through the the you know the, my my learning process too. But what was funny about doing that was I didn't realize at the time I was kind of practicing it off ice, practicing off ice. I got it relatively quickly on the ice. Okay. Um, I don't know really. You know, back in the day, we didn't have much video at all. And this is 1991. I remember. I think my first competition was at Beaumont, where where you skated. I remember. Yeah. You know, like that's my gosh. I don't even want to talk about this. I'm like 30 years ago. Anyway, that's beside the point. Um. But I, I did axles, and that's the first time I really saw them on video. And I was like, well, that actually looks like, you know, kind of what these skaters do. So right. I kind of, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. I kind of fit into that whole thing, right? So, you know, moving on, you know, I, I just continued my off-ice stuff. I was very obsessed with skating. I just wanted to keep doing it all the time. It was just something that I, I just went in with razor-sharp focus to. I just loved it. I started practicing double axle off the ice by myself, per se, you yeah. know, and, and started learning it. And within, you know, probably about two years of skating, I, I was able to do the double axel, you know, um, maybe, you know, not quite a good one, but at that time, hey, it was, it was being done and, and I, I developed the, uh, the learning pretty quickly, but it was just the jump that I loved to do. I just loved to, the, to climb off that forward outside edge and elevate and, you know, now, like you said, <laughs> I keep on repeating this, but I didn't know really what I was doing or, you know, have any video replay or I would have eaten it up. I would have loved to have seen it. I mean, that would have been amazing. 
Um, so yeah, that's kind of my journey on it as well from say single double. I remember the first triple axel I landed. Mm. This was a summer camp we had in um, 1995 and we were in Banff, Alberta at the Banff uh, skating ring. We had a little camp that we used to do at the end of, um, at the end of summer to Glenora skaters. So I remember I just, I was working on it. I, I came back, I probably had, I, you know, it was after lunch or something. I came on the session. I was just practicing this thing and you know, I came, I think I just came back from Thornhill competition too. I competed pretty well. So I was in pretty decent shape. I was a junior man and sure enough, triple axle hand down. I landed it. Wow. Now, I don't think I ever landed again for a few weeks or whatever, but I didn't really know what I was doing, but yeah. And it felt exactly like, you know, I'd watched it for so many years. I've yeah. watched so many skaters do it. I've watched so many different, you know, Brian Orser, uh, Brian Boitano, you know, um, back then it was Victor Petrenko, Kurt Browning, Elvis Stoico, all these guys that had been doing that, it felt exactly like what I'd been seeing for that amount of time. So that was a really cool experience. And then of course it's, you know, from 16 years old, mastery, you know, and I, and I landed it that year. I was actually, it's funny, I actually, Benfrey was a little bit of a record, like not a big one, but um, <laughs> not a record was, anyone knows about. You'll tell anyone on the podcast. But 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 I just so it's out there. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, I'm the first skater ever in Canada to do a triple axel combination in the short program at Canadians in 1996. Apparently, I'm the first one to do it in the short. I think I think Orser did it in the free when he was junior, like in in the early 80s or late 70s. But okay. Um, well, congratulations. Yeah. There's your I, record. So it, and and come on, guys. It wasn't a good one. I'm not going to say it was great, <laughs> but. It was a triple axle double toe. I remember coming around for the short program. I hadn't landed many that week, but I just came around and just with a little bit of competition adrenaline, triple axle double toe. And I was like, whoa, smokes. Um, you know, pop the double axle after that. But it, at the same time, you know what? I, it was just something that I, I yeah, I, I'm, I'm proud of saying that for me, you know, young age, that was, that was my favorite jump. I just couldn't stop practicing it. Definitely. Yeah. I absolutely agree because I've known you a very long time. We won't go into how long. But your axle is my first memory of you. Um, seeing you doing double axles, I didn't know even know who you were at the time. But we were both young kids, and I walked past um, an arena during a competition, and there was this boy out there doing double axle, double axle. I mean, I thought, how many double axles are you gonna do on a warm up? And it was like pre juvenile or juvenile men, so it was pretty impressive. But I remember that excitement in your body just watching you do it. I mean, all the way to like the beach on our honeymoon, to be honest. <laughs> you were still skating then, so you could do that on the beach. But um, I wanna just backtrack to the video. You're saying you didn't have video to analyze it, but you actually were using video because you were watching and studying the axle. For sure, And for so sure. I think that's key for our audience. Sometimes you don't have access to something you want, but what's another way around it? And to me, axle, for some reason in my mind, is a leadership move. It's like, it's really gutsy. It's a gutsy jump. Like you said, you climb, you really have the freedom of skating. And even in order to learn it, it takes some guts, right? And it takes some maybe out of the box thinking because you'll, you're never gonna feel anything like the axle. No one can even really actually tell you what it feels like. You're gonna have to experience it, but you are able to study it. And now there's no excuse. I mean, YouTube, Instagram, it's all there. Studying the axle has helped you, I think, become a better coach of the axle, wouldn't you say? Well, I, and I think that's really true. And by the way, just so everybody knows, Janine had a great double axle too. So I want to I say that out there, it's not just a Ben Ferreira show here. Like, you know, <laughs> it, I, I'm, I'm saying, you know, you had a great double axle. You oh, know, thank you. Yeah, it was, and you know, you, you, I think 
you know, you, we both agree that that, that, that jump has that, like you say, it's, it's so unique. It's so different. It just, it just generates the, like you say, it's, it's, it's funny now because our, our sport's gotten so technical and, yeah. and, so, and, and so evolved so much, which I think is great personally, it's fine. but it still is such a benchmark, you know, even at our, say our provincial or national levels, the axle still, you know, double axle for say a pre-novice bonus point. That's what we, that's what we give it, you know, for fully yeah. rotated double axle or now we got Q code, but that's brand new. We haven't even competed under that yet, but you know, it really is a benchmark. Triple axle separates. Like it, it's, it, it's such an interesting benchmark for the sport in that yeah it is more complicated they always say it has that extra half turn now if you really look at it okay on the darker just maybe a quarter turn but still it's it's a taking off forward you've got to catch your axis at say 0.2 of a second you've got to rotate at high rpm when you're locked in your axis you've got to recheck the landing you've got to get out of it it's a it's still a very big benchmark jump so on on that scale, I think it's it's just one that uh, yeah I get it. the reason we're calling it Axel Month and the reason we developed Axel Master Class was because it's that benchmark because we we know that so many coaches like ourselves get to the point where we you know we're now teaching it and where we understand that I mean candidates are star four it's kind of where we start seeing a good single you yeah. know yeah and and base value is one point one at star five currently that might change but. You know, you you really understand that it's a very important one to really focus on and train correctly. Does that kind of make sense? Really 100%. wanted to wanted to yield before I said that because it's it's so fundamental. It's such a uh, like a benchmark element that I think that the conversation today um, in terms of development is is very important, and that's why we wanted to um, to have the podcast on that today. Absolutely, I think. You know, when you think of the sport of figure skating, people who don't figure skate think of tricks. Like, what tricks can you do? What cool stuff can you do? And really, when you develop the ability to land your axle the first time, I think you feel like you're part of the club. Like, wow, I can do a cool trick. This is really cool. And it's really addictive. I mean, I have definitely, I wouldn't say suffered from an axle addiction. I would say enjoyed it because... It is so fun. Like once you get the hang of it and you want to do it over and over and then you add things like split jumps before or transitions or, um, you know, interesting movements in and out of the jump. It is, it's thrilling. It is so much fun. And that's what's interesting. I mean, the skaters would agree and the coaches would agree because they're form- most of them former skaters, right? So you'd, you'd agree with that statement that you just said, but it's hard. I think, you know, if someone's listening from the audience here that hasn't maybe skated or done it, it's, it must be hard to, because it's such an addiction. It's such a, a, a thrill you know mm-hmm. especially when you get a good one and by the way i would argue like the, 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 there's nothing like hitting a great double axle you know as a triple axle guys i'm like hitting a great triple axle there's nothing like it it's, a, it's an incredible feeling it's like the world's going around <laughs> so fast you know it's 300 400 rpm and it's it's you know how you climb a lock now the ones that you go down that's not a lot of fun but i'm just saying the ones that you hit just right it's it's an addiction it's a drug you're trying to hit it immediately correct same thing with a good double axle i still it's really funny now you know i've been probably done um you know a, a double axle on the ice in 10 years or something that was the last one we did was maybe the show or something but i still kind of have and you know that kind of subconscious state you you wake up in and you you kind of in that limbo between dreaming oh and that. oh yeah yeah i still have that muscle memory and still can feel doing it over and over it's like it's just still in that brain pattern and that muscle pattern and you know, now even, um, it's really funny actually during the, during the COVID break, 
I, I just just for just for entertainment value, it's just amazing what muscle memory does. Like I was, I, I could do a single axle off ice jump. Maybe I'm 41 years old, right? So you know, but you know what I did try? I just went for it. I just went for a double axle, and it didn't turn out bad. It's still in the muscle memory. Off the ice. Off the ice, you guys. Off the ice. Okay, make a quotation. Off ice. You know, because we were just having fun with it, and yeah. you know, it was just something where I was like, wow. After that amount of time. It never leaves you, really. It's always there. You can always have it in your muscle memory, in your mind. Yeah. And it's it's incredible feeling. And the ones that you get just right, it's it's just like it's it's like no other feeling out there. That's yeah, right. it's incredible. So I want to share with you my favorite part of the axle. Okay. My favorite part of the axle is the adversity. I call it axle adversity mm-hmm. that I had to get over to land it. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking single and double, mm-hmm. but. When I started working that jump, I thought, I will never figure this out. This is way too complicated. I don't know how these other girls are doing this and these boys are just whipping these out of their, you know, solo. It's amazing. And I was standing on the blue line on the ice and trying to figure it out. Now, again, to our point, we're old. So there was no video. My coach really wasn't even there half the time. Like, it wasn't like I had a lot of guidance, but I was going to figure it out. But honestly, I remember that thought of like, I really don't know how this is done and to go from that to the amount of falling the amount of getting up the amount of tweaking the amount of trying the amount of intensity and the double was no better I mean the double took me twice as long as the single to acquire but that feeling of wow if I can figure this out I think I can figure other things out too Mm -hmm. in life it was an absolute thrill to bust through that door of adversity after obviously so many attempts but that feeling of confidence you get from actually acquiring the axle is, I think, a confidence builder that is worth it in our sport so far beyond um, the challenge. No, and I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I mean, today there's there's so many tools. I mean, it's been, for example, today Dartfish. We can actually measure your flight time. We know what skaters are doing at certain times up there when they're performing the axle. We just, we just have it. We have it recorded. We know... That, yeah, you know, around 0.35, you're going to see a good one of a second of your arc time. But, boy, half a second, you're going to see the good double axle. Yeah. You know, 0.65 or a second, you're going to start seeing the triple. It, it's very accurate, and it's it's very measurable, and it's not – it's it's just it's just doing business. It just goes, yeah, this will fit. This will work. This is about right. And there's always little exceptions, but it's, you know, through many of my – I guess studies and going into it more and more and more it's I don't really see a lot of that because again for the human body to go up and rotate um, those amount of times I think it's it's very you know you need to have a certain time frame up there to be able to do it well right and absolutely and now with mobile harnesses and things like that that we're using full harnesses things like that I mean it's almost an essential tool to learn them um, and especially you know speed up the learning curve faster so these 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 athletes can do this you know confidently because that's all it is is a confidence building device right what you're trying to do is take out the adversity for them so you realize that oh yeah if i do this and this and this at a certain time i too can do this absolutely but it's um yeah it's it's really fascinating how now you know i look back 20 20 30 years ago and i mean the resources we had were just not there today it's like holy smokes you know we've got um harms we've got darkfish we've got you know technicians we've got all this information we've got you know new equipment new thing it's 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 incredible really and and so i think that um that whole process of like you say that adversity it's still there but there's there's learning to manage the adversity Mm. and tools to support your adversity there today that 
I mean, makes the journey just that much better. And I would say, I think we, we, we're better at managing injuries today. We're better at it. We, we understand that, that, you know, if that, if we're doing a harness lesson, we're starting to get it going, that can really save you from a master fall where you might be off for two, three weeks, Yeah. you know, and then you've got nothing to work with. Right. So I think that that's a very important thing better. We're, we're getting better at understanding training this. And we're talking about just the axle today, but training this specific jump. Um, is 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 coming down to a science, and we're really understanding what needs to happen, and what kind of positions we want to see, and what kind of flight we need to have, and what kind of axis we want to look for, and different things like that. So it's it's it is fascinating. Yeah. It's so fascinating. Oh my gosh, I feel like we could we could talk about the axle probably the whole day, well, it seems which like it. Yeah. we often do at the axle masterclass. If you've been to one of our live masterclasses, you'll know the unfolding that happens throughout the day and how detailed we get into it. So it is. It's fun every single time, I have to say, even though we've been through, well, I can't even count how many Axel Masterclasses we've done at this point, but in the dozens, okay? Um, let's just kind of go a little bit of speed round, okay? What is something you would tell a coach if they're having trouble teaching the Axel? How would you encourage them? Okay, what I would say to you is never start stop asking for information on it, mm-hmm. especially from, you know, say colleagues you admire or, you know, people on YouTube or... Like you say, we're, we're very excited that now we're going to start really wanting to branch into coach education. I think that that's, that's a huge part where, you know, us giving back to the sport that we've wanted to give back to is going to be starting to take this route. And again, because if, if, if you win, everybody wins. If the skater wins, we all win. And, right. and it makes it all better. And it makes everybody better. So I would say to that, to the coaches, you know, struggling with maybe the idea, or, we, or you know, has the questions of, Maybe, you know, you, you skate a such a level, but I never quite achieved the double axle. Okay, what do I need to look for now? Because you might, might have a skater that could do that. Okay, well, let's, let's, let's engage in this conversation, you know, with, with someone that you admire that has had a track record that goes okay, that understands, or maybe has physically done it, you know, because again, like what that's what I, I kind of, I don't mean to say, but, you know, sometimes when you've actually physically done it, you, <laughs> it's an advantage in that I can feel the kids do it. So you know that I mean? coach, like, yeah. But what you're saying is, reach out, reach out, ask for, ask for Never, help. Exactly. And, and be curious. And be curious. And there's lots of information out there. Um, but again, have your own philosophy about it too. I've constantly changed it over the years. I mean, I've stuck to some, you know, basic fundamentals that I've learned. But I really do try to keep my mind open to go. Yeah, okay, that would work. You know. Or, I'm not sure about that because that might cause this if I communicate it. Like, so I really have to. To, to watch that and, and you know, pay attention. Um, but I would, I would just never stop searching and, and continuing the, the education process. I think that's very vital today. So the best coach is also a great learner. Always. Yes. The best coaches are always great students. You know, you and I, I, I mean, I think, I, you know, we, we're, we constantly want to know. We constantly want to ask questions. We constantly want to learn. And, and, and I mean, that's, that's part of the whole thing. Because if we're not expanding, you know, what we're trying to do, then we're set into something. You could see that go 20 years now down the road. And you're still saying the same thing you were back in, you know, uh, do you know what I'm saying? And maybe that's not a bad thing if, again, you're, you're constantly getting what you want. But if there comes a point where it's like, okay, it's different, then you've got to go, okay, well, what do I need to do to make this better, right? Yeah evaluate what's working totally so what about a skater let's say they're working on their triple axle or they're working on that double axle and they're feeling stuck and they're doubting whether they can get to it do you have any kind of encouragement that you use for the skaters in those situations i know you work with skaters all the time that Mm -hmm. are Mm -hmm. 
up against the challenge. So oh, speak. for sure. I, I, I'd say to them, trust your support team, number one. If you got a support team around you, you're working on something like that, you obviously have a very good support team where you're at that level and you know, you, 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 you've, got a, you've got a good group of people that are around you. Trust your support team, ask questions, go through the process. Do a, I, I honestly would say, you know, watch tons of videos on it. Understand, you know, do your own self-education. I did that, you know, yeah. and learned triple X. I, you know, I just watched it over and over on video. How did they do that? And I just you know, walked it through. I figured it out. I, mm-hmm. I did trial and error. This whole sport is trial and error. It, it's, it's a complete trial and error operation. There, there is no right or wrong. It's all try it, figure it out, mold it, get the jump timing. And that's what's, that's what's challenging too is jump timing. You know, like, even this is the encouragement. It's talk. the encouragement talk. It's, it's <laughs> challenging, but it's it, it, that's the challenge of it too. Is 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 that you know it's it's trial and error. Go through the process, and you'll navigate your way through it. But trust your team. I love that. Can I add one thing to that? Stay fit. Yeah. I I honestly, it's so important. Stay fit. The fit fit skater is working with um, a vehicle that can really help you achieve what you want. So. And that also means getting to learn and know your body and respect your body too. So anyway, I just had to throw that in there. But that's what'll happen when, you know, if you're an athlete listening to this, you you will learn where your limits are. You will learn. I had to learn where I could push and I had to learn where I had to hold. And I had to learn and that's where it is is amazing about being a master athlete, one that you're in control of your own destiny. It's even like, you know, it's really funny. I'm just gonna use this acronym today. I was using it with some of the, the kids this week. It's like you know one of those choose your own adventure books, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So okay, so we got three choices here. You choose your own adventure. Do okay. you want another, you know, a single axle for timing, a double attempt, or do we go in the? Har- I can't do the harness right now, but you know, I've, not in my section. But if, but or do we go in the harness to figure it out? You got three choices. What do you need? And oh, then they get to make the decision cool. on how they, how they do that because it's it really is your decision. Like if I'm just going to be okay, this is where we're going to go, and this is how we're going to do it. Well, I'm not I'm not letting you go. Okay, you know, it's a it's a negotiation. You know, how are you feeling today? Give me a number. Well, I'm five out of ten. Okay, so let's operate from there. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, Benny, I'm showing up. I'm, I'm a ten out of ten, man. Okay, let's go to work. You know, whatever. So choose so, your own axle adventure. Choose your own adventure. You know, it's, it's, it's up to you as the skater. It's your skating. You can do whatever you want. But, but again, you, you know, your support team, we're here to navigate you through it and guide you the best that we can. But at the end of the day, you make the decision. I love it. Fantastic. And the little niggly thought in the back of the parent's mind, while I'm paying a lot, I'm driving to the rink every day, is this worth it? Okay, I would kind of the term, I'm investing a lot. I'm ah. investing in my child athlete that is learning adversity and how to overcome adversity. And I don't think you'll learn that anywhere else. So you're investing in them to face it, to confront it, and they make the decision to back down or not. That's that's their journey. That you know they they can choose whether or not to. Because you know, no one like example, you don't have to show up at the rink. You don't have to go on the ice. You don't have to lace up. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. But if you choose to, you know that's the part of that. So I think for the parents too, if you're listening as well, and I know you'd you'd see it like this. It's an investment in your child's battling the adversity, and going through the process, and achievement. Once they achieve something. They go, yeah, I, I, I can do that. I, I know I could, if I just apply this and this and this and this formula, I can achieve it. And that's the magical part of it. And especially when you watch, you watch an athlete get it to click, it's like, got it, bang. And the, and the whole world could open up to you. 
So that's what I would say. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you for the discussion on Axel. I mean, this is not our first discussion on Axel, but yet every time we talk about it, I think we get more out of it. So thank you. That was great today. Thanks for that. It was a real good, uh, a real good conversation. And um, again, skaters, coaches, parents, any, uh, even non-skaters listening out there to your skating success, wherever the journey leads you, um, you know, we, we look forward to uh, publishing a lot more of these. So that was 100%. great. Hey Ben, what's the best axle? What's the best axle? The one you land in your program. Exactly. The one you do. <laughs> Yeah. I had to leave it there. You know me. Yeah, the choreographer good, doesn't good, die. That was a good question. I'm like, I'm like, what are you talking about? What's the best <laughs> axle? Like, okay. Yeah. You know. I love that was it. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was great. All right. Here's to your skating success, everybody. Here's skating success. And your axle adventure.